Welcome to the Flicky Podcast, where even good films get bad reviews. My name is Chris, and I am your host, and I am joined with the star of the Flicky Podcast, Mr. John. How are we doing on this hot, hot summer day? It's hot. It's very hot. That's what I was about to say. It's hot. It's hot as hell. You stole my thing. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I rarely steal, talk about steal the weather. Starting it off. <laughs> starting the podcast off with a bang. How's the weather? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it is hot. Uh, so we were going to do Leon the Professional until John said, nah, fuck that shit. And texted me and he said, let's do the original Top Gun. Yeah, because also because I was going to watch it tonight i was gonna look for tickets but we, I, I i didn't have time so i'm mm-hmm. gonna try to catch it okay next week maybe okay um but uh yeah i i figured you know what it's it's made over a billion dollars yeah it crossed really the billy well. mark every single person i talked to said it's great so you know what let's go with the original yep let's go with what the people want yep we uh people did want the original too uh the original uh, had a budget a ton of money. Had a budget of only fifteen million dollars uh-huh. and made three hundred and sixty. Yeah, around there, three fifty-seven, something wow. like that. That's a lot of money. Eighty-six, bro. That's a lot of money. That's a shit ton of money. Also, Top Gun Maverick is already because I was looking all the shit up yesterday. Is mm-hmm. already Tom Cruise's highest-grossing film. Really? Yeah. That's kind of surprising when you think about all the huge movies that. That's man has what I'm been. saying. But it's made over a billion now. Yeah. I mean, already. Yeah, a billion's a lot. It still is a lot. It's a sh- I know it's the a lot. the Marvel movies they all fucking yeah get over a billion. But a billion's still a lot. It's a lot of people saw it. Yeah, and that's that's you know, that's the barometer. You know, you want people to see these movies. I'm surprised like it's more it's higher grossing than some of his Mission Impossible movies. That's especially I was surprised, yeah. especially Fallout because Fallout is yeah. a really good movie. You would think people would see it a few times. Was Fallout the last one? Yeah. I keep t- thinking it's Ghost Protocol, but it's Fall. I, I like yeah. Ghost Protocol. They're Fallout, both very good. They're both very good, but Fallout is yeah. one of the best action movies I've seen in years. Yeah, it's excellent. It's actually yeah. an excellent movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's legitimate. Um, so where do you want to start with Top Gun? <laughs> where do you want to start with? Because I mean, I'm gonna. A, I wrote, I texted you. A, we didn't talk about it, but I texted you. This movie's a fucking cornball movie. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, this is like a cultural flashpoint. This Don't is very good. '80s. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I was surprised by. I, I had certain expectations because I thought I had seen it when I was a kid, but I'm watching it and I had no memory of any yeah. of it, so I don't. I've seen parts of it. Okay, so uh, I. I saw it a couple times as a kid because my grandmother, weirdly, was a huge Tom Cruise fan. Oh, really? She loved Tom Cruise. She thought she was. Okay. She, so she had Top Gun, Mission Impossible, Rain Man, a few other movies yeah. on a video cassette. And so I remember watching it a couple times when I was a kid, but I didn't really remember it. So I really did, when I watched it this week a uh, couple times, I saw it with fresh eyes, really. Right. And. Um, it's um there's some okay things about it i I can't deny that there's some okay things about it things i like but um it's it's a kind of it's a weird movie well it's it's funny because i you know i always write notes as i'm watching like things that annoy me things that i like and i'm like i don't this movie is kind of just whatever yeah there's i mean there's things to make fun of 
Oh, I was laughing. I was howling watching yeah. this movie. And this is, I, the, let me start off with this question because clearly, if you watch it today, yeah, uh, Danger Zone is constantly playing. Take my breath away. Take, I want. Which I'll I talk didn't about the music know later. was I didn't an know. original. I didn't know song for the movie. Nope. The soundtrack went platinum yep. nine times. It uh, take. I had take no my breath idea. away. Won the Oscar for best song. Yeah, right. I did not know that song was for this movie. I didn't either. Yeah. But here's the thing, too. So you're watching, like, clearly this shit is funny, watching it today. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, the danger zone. <laughs> it's like, take my breath away. And they're making out, and they're having the— But it's not even—it's before that. You hear take my breath away oh, yeah. four times before that. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's farcical. They just keep playing the songs. It's <laughs> yes. like, are you, you really trying to sell the soundtrack? That's what yeah. it feels like. Yes. But I had the thought, too, or the question. <laughs> we're like, we watched today, and this is corny. Uh-huh. And I guess I got to ask somebody who watched 80s movies back then. Yeah. Do we find it funny now, not only because it's dated, but because the 80s and songs like this and uh, movies like this get, have gotten parodied <laughs> throughout our childhood and mm -hmm. adulthood mm -hmm. that now we just associate it with comedy? Do you know what I mean? I understand what you're We're saying. We're like Always Sunny in Philadelphia or something like they'll have like the 80s ski episode or South Park yeah. and they'll do the montages with the 80s music yeah. and it's hilarious because they're parodying 80s movies. Clearly there's something inherently funny because because people choose to parody it but yeah. I just wonder if those parodies didn't exist. If I was a, if I was this age in 1986 watching it yeah. would I also think it's corny? I don't know if I would. I don't think you would. I think you would think this movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love the shit out of it. I love the corporation spoon feeding me everything. Yeah. Because let's be real about the 80s. That's that's really the decade where corporations started just uh, the synergy of everything. Oh yeah. Especially in the film business. So, yeah. you know, we got we need to, like you said we need to well, sell the singles. We need Bring in Kenny Loggins. Right. We need Come the soundtrack on, guy. I know you're on 30 movies right now, <laughs> yeah, but we got one more for you. <laughs> okay, so we have uh, new songs. So we have Berlin. Okay, good. We have Kenny Loggins, Danger yeah. Zone. Okay, that's going to get the guys juiced up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now then, we need the ladies. Yes. Yeah. And now, okay, so our demographic is probably going to be in their late 20s to early 30s, right? Okay, uh, Righteous Brothers. Check. <laughs> Let's go, Jerry dude. Lee Lewis. Check. Yeah. Let's do this. Go down the checklist. I mean, this is coming off the back, like you said, right? The corporatization of films yeah. and the commercialization of films really started in the '80s, which yep. you know people also associate with uh, uh, the. Um, That's why the '80s weren't the decline, a really good movie right? decade. Exactly. So really the decline weren't. of films. I think it gets a bad rap. There are some movies. Uh, yeah, there are a lot always, of great there's movies. Always gonna there's be always good great films. films. You're right. Year. But like yeah. coming off the back of the 70s, yeah. 60s, and 70s, where it was and just auteur decades. Especially in that sandwich with the 90s, with the independent cinema revolution. Right. The well, 80s. then it had a resurgence, right? Exactly. Because the 80s look. Well, what happened was. Glam metal. Right. So if people don't know, like, again, people know The Godfather and mm -hmm. Star Wars and Jaws and all the smaller, like Taxi Driver. Joe just came to my head. That's a weird one. But uh, like a ton <laughs> of independent cool. movies, uh, Woody Allen's films, you know what yeah. I mean, where the studios were basically like bankers. And they're basically like, we trust you. We don't know anything. Yeah. Go make the film. And then one, Jaws and Star, Star Wars, Wars get 
among other movies, but those yeah. are two big flashpoints. Just go out of control, huge Star yeah. Wars, especially. Yeah. Uh, Godfather, first major sequel, really was Godfather yep. Two. It's the first movie that have two in the title. Yeah. Um, and then what happens? The Heaven's auteurs, Gate Heaven's Gate. I was just about to say that. So if people don't know, <laughs> the the writer director of the Deer Hunter, seventy eight, right? Yep. Michael Cimino. Yeah. Who was a maniac by all. Yeah. <laughs> standards but made a masterpiece in the deer hunter mm -hmm. and then you know i think it was getting the, going this way uh, anyway there, there there was going to come a point where hollywood was going to clamp down and the studios were going to clamp down yeah um you know this was kind of a wild west sort of time i guess for experimentation and and uh, also converging with uh the explosion of cinema in europe mm -hmm. french new wave uh, all that stuff and so this guy, Michael Cimino, makes the Deer Hunter big hit. De Niro, walk-in, war film, Vietnam, hit yep. everything, you know. Uh, and then he does this movie, Heaven's Gate. Which, which isn't is, really that bad if you watch it. Yeah. It has but, a bad rap, but it's not a bad movie. Well, even, yeah. So thing is, there was like, what, over 200 hours of footage? Oh, yeah. It was like crazy amount of footage. I think the, the original had. cut is like four and a half hours. Right. I think it's four hours. Yeah. It's really so long. he goes, he went way over budget, way yeah. over shooting schedule, yeah. fucking firing actors, firing people left and right. It's very Acting like a complete ma maniac, very overtly. Yeah. Uh, very which is very pro union. <laughs> which is very polarizing. And yeah. the studios don't like that. They don't want to polarize anybody. Um, I remember Willem Dafoe had a had a story. You know, he was on that set, and, and Jamino he like laughed. It's like Terrence Malick with the thin red line, right? Well, like they he the story goes, Dafoe said like they were he they were watching back or he was filming, and mm -hmm. Dafoe like chuckled at a joke or something, and Jamino turned around and pointed at him and said, "Get off my set, you're fired." Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> so like I'm surprised he didn't have a gun and start shooting. Exactly. So he was a fucking maniac. <laughs> anyway, it was a big disaster, big bomb. Made no yeah. money. I yeah. think it sank the studio, yeah. right? It, has it was RKO. Was it RKO? No, no, no. RKO went out. Oh, okay. So that. it was some studio. I'm pretty sure. I, I should have looked this up. I didn't think I was going to talk about this. So, But I'm pretty sure it sank the studio, and that spooked yeah. Hollywood. That's when mm -hmm. studios were like, okay, inmates are starting are running the asylum now. We're taking back control. And we're making – we got Star Wars. We got – we're going to start looking into properties. Uh, we're going back to the movie star uh, system, mm -hmm. you know, which kind of fell by the wayside in the 70s and 60s. I mean, that, that that's what allowed for the rise of more, less conventional stars like uh, De Niro, uh, Pacino, Hoffman, Gene Hackman, what have you. Mm -hmm. So they've now clamped down. So the 80s were a very uh, patriotic commercial i'm being highly yeah. general right now but yeah uh time and the sort of the return of the classic movie star like tom cruise well, william hurts because we had a movie star as president oh that's true yeah ronald reagan that's part i mean that that oh well it's cause effect right i mean yeah. he's, they're, know, all they're, they're all come together they all converge. come together yeah. uh fun time i mean i look i i was born 89 so i i, I didn't live in the, the 80s the but, tail end right the tail end so i'm a 90s <laughs> kid but like I just love, I love 80s aesthetic, yeah. I love early 90s aesthetic. I'm just, I've always been a fan. Yeah. There's always, there's something nostalgic about it. I mean, I grew up watching late 80s, early 90s yeah, that's movies That's why I used, to, I used to like, uh, I love the 80s on VH1. I used to watch right. the shit out of that yeah, show yeah, yeah. when it was, when I was in like so, grade. So anyway, this is, 
this is just one of those movies that's just a perfect uh, set, uh, yeah. encapsulation of all that stuff. It's, it's oh yeah, it's Hollywood at its most Hollywood in the eighties. Correct. Right. Correct. The only thing missing is like the veteran movie star in this. And, yeah, I guess know. Skerritt sort of, but he's not a movie star. No, yeah, that's the only thing that's missing. Everything else is right up, you know, the Hollywood studio alley. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's a fun... Listen, it is a fun movie. I mean, let's get into it. So what, mm-hmm. if people haven't seen it, maybe you've seen Top Gun Maverick or you forget, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Cruise is this hotshot pilot. Yeah, Paul Mitchell, I think Yeah, Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, is it Paul? It's so. definitely Mitchell, nicknamed Maverick. So that's what we're going to call that's not him. telling you what he is, yeah. screenwriting 101. Right. I don't know. So he's the rebel. He's, he's the, the rebellious rebel. hero. He's got his bat... His, his, uh, what do they call it in the movie? His Rio... Uh, yeah, his um, the alternate. Yeah. No, 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 Goose though. Yeah. It's called his Rio, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, thought I it think was, that's what I they said it was in the movie. An alternate or something. Um, and which is his second man, Goose. Goose, and basically there are these hot shots in the Navy. Yeah. And he gets sent. They get sent to uh, a Navy flight school, which creates which is where the best of the best of the fighter pilots go yeah and this is after uh he totally disregards orders, orders in the first scene is completely <laughs> reckless with the plane yeah. and himself there so there are these we see n- the good and bad of maverick in that one scene. right and there's uh <laughs> obviously we got the the whole uh russian antagonist the no, russians are uh, it's not russian i looked i've watched this twice now and i was i was following very close okay but they're meant to be i right? no. I think it was really honestly meant because so Migs, there's no such thing as Migs. Yeah, this okay. is fictional. They always say they throughout the movie they say foreign territory. Uh, he has a red star in his helmet. I get what you're saying. The pilot has a red star, but they also are, and this is also the corporatization of the film, are very very aware of not ostracizing any international community, so they can put this movie and make a lot of money anywhere. Okay. Anywhere. That's fair enough, but the guy's white. Yeah, well, with a red star on his helmet. <laughs> I mean, do we have to? It insinuates, but it's, yes, you're it, right. Actually, that I just assumed they Russia, didn't want. But... They didn't want to say that. Yeah, you're right. They never say Russia. They, they definitely didn't Russia. want to do that. You're right. You're right. Um, okay, so basically, th- that's how the movie opens. There's this uh, r- enemy fighter pilot from a foreign nation. Correct. Um, that doesn't end well. It's interesting too because what they set up—they're not at war. No, and they never actually know they're just when testing they, boundaries. Yes, exactly. So they're kind of pushing each other's buttons. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't actually attack. And the—it's funny because in the beginning, Maverick and Goose aren't the top-ranked fighter pilots in this uh, school or wherever they are in the Navy at this point. They were yeah. the number twos. Yeah, in the unit. Yeah. And the number one guy, forget his name, gets spooked because the guy was on his back. And basically, he's like, I lost my edge. And he gives up his his wings. Correct. And he was going to get sent to Top Gun. So Tom Cruise and Goose get sent there instead. Yes. So this is what the movie's about, ostensibly, is that Tom Cruise. Cougar. Cougar. Tom Cruise and uh, Goose and Maverick get sent to Top Gun. Mm-hmm. And at Top Gun, the best fighter pilots get a plaque. Every class yeah. gets a plaque, and if you get the plaque, obviously there's there's uh, you know just honor and and uh, yeah 
legacy and that and all that shit. But also you get to any he mentions uh, what's his name? You become a viper. Viper, who's Tom Skerritt, who's Tom Skerritt, who I, head, I'm, a big, I'm a fan of, yeah. who's the head instructor, who is on that plaque as the best fighter he pilot. Was the first, of class. He was the first Top Gun winner. Gotcha. That's what they say. Forgot about that. Yeah. And he's like, anyone who's on that plaque can come back and teach her anytime. Yeah. Right. That's basically the only. Other than that, it's just sort of glory. Right. Yeah. Uh, this essentially what this movie is is just one huge dick measuring contest. Yes. That's what this movie's about. Right. It's who has the biggest cock, who's... Very macho, very masculine. Oh. Very competitive. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. male competition. That's what it, this is. Yeah. The only thing missing is spears and a sword. Right. You know, that instead of that, we have fighter... Uh, fighter yeah. Uh, Which is cool enough. Yeah. I mean, the stakes aren't so high. This would be my first criticism. Because yeah. I'm like, the There's stakes aren't so high. There's a couple of criticisms of the story, yes. Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah, it's pretty standard fare. The fighter pilot thing. Here's the thing, and this is maybe personal to me. I will say, fighter pilots are cool. This is cool. It's a cool premise. It's a oh, yeah. super super intense job that I can't really wrap you also my have head to be around. Really smart to do this shit. Yeah, you have to know math and physics. You have to be. Yeah, smart these to are do this. these fighter pilots. This are, is why are they become astronauts. <laughs> this is why. I mean, a lot of fighter pilots, especially like World War II in the forties, a lot of them were engineers. Yeah. You know, they're really smart people. Very intelligent. And you got to think a split second. So you got to, you, you, they have all these attributes of being intelligent, brash, smart, quick thinking, yeah. uh, brave, loyal. Like, you know, it's, it's almost inherent in being a really good fighter pilot. Yeah. So uh, it's a cool premise. I, I like it. Yeah. It's, it's just the stakes aren't there because they're kind of just training the whole time. So it's like, oh, is he going to get the plaque? You don't. Yeah. At least for me, I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, but if he doesn't get it, is it the biggest deal? You're all like the best of the best anyway. Yeah. You know, again, it's exactly it's, like you said, it's dick measuring. Yeah. If you don't have the biggest dick. OK, what? I mean, they literally the talk about dicks throughout the right. film. Yeah. They like refer to Johnson's and, you know, yeah. it's all it's constant. It's <laughs> which is funny. And I enjoyed it. But like. Like you said, what's the worst that can happen? Oh, I didn't come in first place of the best of the best. So now I go back to my aircraft carrier and I'm just the top guy in my aircraft right. carrier. That's well, that's the, the thing. That's really not the end of the world. Like Maverick doesn't get it. He doesn't win. And I'm like, okay, so what? Iceman yeah. wins it. Okay. Let's <laughs> Spoil, go on to the next. Now spoiler you act- alert. <laughs> well, because the thing is, too, then they actually graduate. Yeah. And now you actually have to go with the combat. Oh, yeah. now. And then. And that. Oh. And that actually sort of cheapens it, – it, it's it's uh, a stark reminder to the audience of like, oh, yeah, this was all dick measuring, just so yeah. you know. Like, this doesn't fucking mean anything. Like, as soon as they get their papers to move on to real combat, does anyone give a shit that Iceman won the plaque? No, it's like, it's like almost kind of like you're in surgery and, like, you have a really good surgeon. And it's like you're not going to ask the surgeon, well, what college did you go to? Right. That doesn't yeah. matter. Or even at like, that point. you know, uh, at least from my experience you know? in acting school, it's like, oh, you're the best in acting school, but now we're professionals. No one gives a shit anymore. No. You know, or you were the top, like you said, top of your class at law school. Okay, but now we actually have to be lawyers. No yeah. one gives a shit anymore. Yeah. You know, that's what it was. Like, it's like you graduated. Now you're out in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing know? with real people and not a book or, yeah, exactly. You know, a teacher or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's. It's fun. Here's, I mean, what do you? Uh, I have. 
here's the here's a problem with the movie, and this is a big problem. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So Iceman, who's played by Val Kilmer, he's essentially our antagonist. Sort of. He sort of, but he you no, know, he's the one where the dick measuring contest is really uh, flagrant. Yeah. And when that's, you're watching that's the who movie, Maverick is comparing himself to correct. throughout the film is Iceman. He knows he's the guy he's got to be. The problem with the movie is that Iceman is never wrong with his criticisms of Maverick. Maverick <laughs> is wrong all the time. But you okay? Here's here's the thing though. Iceman's not an asshole. He's it, right. This is dude. You're leaving me behind. I could fucking die in the real world with your cocksure attitude. Right. Don't fucking do that. But I'm going to be honest, I liked that. So this is one of my He's actual right. surprises about the film. Yeah. Is especially we're talking about like the the 80s Hollywood movie star style films which harken back even to the 50s and 40s and before that yeah. where you had this kind of perfect hero who could never do wrong. Maverick, you know, Maverick, Maverick is not perfect. Maverick's not perfect. He fails a lot. Throughout the film, and he's an he asshole. actually has to learn, and he's a prick. He's not likable. I didn't find you know what I didn't find him so unlikable. I, he's arrogant. I, at for the sure. end, at the end, he you wind up rooting for him. But the thing is, even how he talks to Charlotte and how he like interacts with her, he comes across as just like like a kid, a, an asshole, bro. Yeah, he's really. a bro. You know, corny one-liners. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you know? they, they don't – the movie acknowledges that. I found that she acknowledged yeah. that. You even – and it's almost like the writers knew that. Yeah. So you did have that scene kind of in the middle where uh, Maverick beats uh, Merlin, who's 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 training them. So Merlin uh, is the one who basically acts like an enemy gunner, uh, enemy fighter pilot in the missions – Oh, oh not, Mer- not, not Merlin. Merlin's Merlin. Tim Robbins. Yeah, you're right. Tim Robbins. Uh, I thought about movie. that yeah, for two seconds. I didn't even know it was no, him. No, he's in the beginning and he's at the end. I did not know it was him. Until because it's all voiceover and then you see him in the back. Right. Yeah. Sorry, it was Joker. What was the, no, what was the ball guy's Joker's name? Joker's full metal jacket. Fuck. <laughs> One it was so, Jester. Jester. Jester, okay. So <laughs> on his first like uh, test, you know, they have this test where basically they act like the, the instructors act like fighter pilots and you have to get away from them or get behind them. Yeah. And Tom Cruise does this crazy or Maverick does this crazy uh, shit where he pumps the brakes and it's. Yeah. And he, he, he goes under the altitude that they wanted. They wanted and it had to be over 10,000 uh, feet. He went 9,500. So he went right. under to get his kill. Yes. Which is dangerous and it defies orders. Correct. And it's him being a prick again. But then the next scene, you have Goose come to his house and be like, listen, I can't sleep. You know, I love you, but I get nervous up there. Yeah. And Maverick actually has a moment where he he recognizes mm-hmm. and they could have easily gone the other way and have him continue to be a prick. Be like, I, you know, uh, portray that tough guy, yeah. uh, big dick attitude where it's like, no, I know what I'm doing. But he's like, I won't let you down. You're right. Like he's kind of like you're. I don't know if he says it, but he's basically yeah. like you're right. I won't let you down. You're my own. You're only the family I have. When he goes and they and they talk about what he did in that classroom, and uh, the woman he's banging, Charlie, who just so happens, go <laughs> amazingly, she is the uh, doctoral uh, civilian analyst. Right. Uh, that. I don't think that was there. so coincidental. She was at the bar right near the uh, base. Whatever. It's that's movie how many shit. bars are by the fucking top yeah, gun wearing, base, wearing her dude. cardigan over her shoulders yeah. okay whatever 
Um, so she happens to be there. And then he like flies off the handle because she dares to criticize him for it. Right. All of a sudden he's revving the engine. He drives away like a little bitch. Like, yeah. Who acts like you're a lieutenant in the Navy. I guess. And you are acting like a fucking five-year-old who lost a basketball game. Your father told you, Hey, you should have passed that. You, and you went home. You went right. home. I mean, listen, he's, he's, they got egos. They do. Have he, egos. They, they do. Uh, at some point, the drill instructor does accuse him of be, being insecure, basically saying to him, yes. your overconfidence is a sure. sign of bravado in yes. order to cover up your actual sense of inferiority because you constantly compare yourself to, to your, your dead father. dad. Yeah. And your name is uh, you have a legendary mm-hmm. name that you're not sure if you can live up to. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's completely in line with the character. Sure, he's being a little bitch, but at, at but that that almost, to me was the point. That was they were very aware of but that. Every criticism is never just the criticism, and we have to listen to that. It's always the criticism followed by, you know, you're a genius fighter player. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, know, that's the Hollywood shit, right? Son, you're the best goddamn instinctual pilot I've ever seen. Right. God damn it. Well, okay. I was going to say that the working title for this script was Top Gun. God damn it. Maverick. Because we hear God damn it. Maverick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A thousand times. You we the, the combination of God damn God damn it. And Maverick in any of those orders yeah. is thrown constantly. And then son of a bitch every once in a while. Son of a bitch, Maverick. God damn it, Maverick. You're never listening, but you're still the best. <laughs> God damn it, Maverick. I'm trying to drink my coffee. Yeah. I thought that was out of a fun gag. They do that, yeah, they do that a few times. That's a fun fine. gag. I didn't mind that. But like it the the use of God damn it, Maverick is constantly right. got to be comical to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's yeah, it's just that Hollywood cliche of the of the rebel. It's it's you know, yeah. Brando's the wild one yeah. kind of shit. But <laughs> yeah. I, I to me, they like didn't – it's not excessive to the point where I'm like, oh, he did it again. You know, it's they, they do integrate it pretty well. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it so many times. He doesn't do it every single time in the film. Mm-hmm. The, every time they he flies, they don't always show him. They, they do show him losing to Jester. Um, yeah. Well, you know, that, and that's because he gets off do... Iceman because he wants to go head-to-head against the instructor Viper. Right. So he gets off uh, his wingman, which he shouldn't have done. Right. He leaves the wingman. Yes. Which is a failure. Yep. That's him failing, and he has to learn from that, which he do- ends up doing. He, yeah, at the end. That, at the it, end. It winds up coming back at the end, which is which is good. That's good writing. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he decides, I'm going to, you know, do chicken with Viper. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets caught from behind because he's an arrogant piece of shit. Right. Because so. he's doing it for himself. It's Correct. For the and, glory. He has to learn and how Ice to. And Iceman is right when he says, dude, I don't want to be up there with you. Yeah. Because like, I don't trust you're you. an arrogant fuck. Right. And I think I'm going to die if if you're my wingman because you're going to be a cowboy up there. Right. And he is right. He I is mean, you're right. right. Iceman is right. I found that interesting, though. I'm like, oh, the antagonist yeah. is actually making a good point. He's almost uh, a mouthpiece for the audience in a way. Because I agree we're going to notice almost that. every single time. He's an he's an asshole. It's very obvious when you watch it. He's yeah, just, but the, that, they're all macho pricks. Yeah, and you they kind of have definitely to be. told and they definitely told Val Kilmer. Listen, what you're saying is probably right, but we need to sell you as the bad guy kind of yeah, yeah, because exactly. you're not the star of this. So just be slimy when you're doing yeah. it. Yeah, which which he and is he, a little, and he does a good job, I think, of right. doing that. And you know, he's a he's a macho. I mean, we keep calling them pricks, but they're just they're arrogant, 
macho, tough guys. But yeah. you would be if you were in this school. Sure. You have to be a complete badass to get sure. to this point. Yeah. For sure. You know what I mean? I mean, these guys if are supposed the to be the best of, of the best. If you're the top of anything, you're going to there's going to be arrogance involved. Yeah, especially in anything you especially do. Especially war. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, these guys are warriors, and yeah. they're the best of the best uh, at what they do mm-hmm. as warriors in the air. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really I, the movie. Yeah, that's the film. I mean, this is the and thing. then there's the love story involved. There's the love story, which. It's fine. Kind of, I found. I will say this is a criticism of me, uh, uh, of mine. Uh, what's the actress's name again? Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis. I found no chemistry between her and Tom Cruise. Uh, she stated this. Okay, can I talk? About, I'll talk. Yeah. Well, first off, she's like yeah. six foot in okay. real life. Uh, that's what I was going to talk. About. When Top Gun Maverick first was announced for pre-production, like three years ago, I think, I read uh-huh. an article, and they interviewed her. And she was saying it was actually a really tough shoot for her because she's like eight inches taller than Tom Cruise. Right. So as I'm watching the movie, (laughs) I'm trying to look for this. I am too because I knew this. I didn't know about that. I didn't read that article, but I knew she was very tall. And apparently they put him on a fucking box in order to seem taller than her. She also even looks bigger. Oh, yeah. Like Cruise is a slight Pretty, he's in yeah. good shape, but he's a slight guy. I'm not, I'm not criticizing like the, she's her. She's got like that model she, look because she's, she's like so bucks, tall. She's like buxom. Yeah, but you that's because I mean? she's so big. It's not like she's we're not she she was an attractive woman. Oh, she's beautiful. In the movie. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. she's just she's a large uh, Amazonian woman, right? Really, right. and so they play with depth perception. I'm watching for all the tricks. <laughs> anytime, anytime there's movement between the two of them. Uh-huh. She's always further away from the camera. He's always closer, so they, right. see, so yeah, they yeah, always yeah. see him at the same level. Yeah. Then they cut to close-ups where he's taller. He's clearly or, just standing on a box. Yep. So he's he's standing on crates. If anyone knows, uh, if anyone wants to know. And then if you watch her all the when she's kind of close to him and they're not moving, you always see her leaning or slouching on something to make right, it like seem like on the she's bar short, and on the, the bar, desk. on the wall. Yeah, yeah. It's constant. In the chair, it's outside. so funny to watch it knowing that. Right. They went through every trick in the book to make Tom so Cruise that, look taller. I mean, that had to affect the scenes where they're acting. It must have been so artificial to them yeah. doing it, I would imagine, because that's what they're constantly worried about. She was, she was, And they're probably in their heads that. about that. You know, yeah. She said that. I mean, yeah. it makes sense because there's no chemistry between them. No, it's really very little. Like even when he left her at the end, and then you know eventually she comes and finds it. But I'm like, good. I don't think you guys were gonna make it. Like Meg Ryan when she showed, which I did not know she was in this. Film. I didn't know this. I had I didn't no know idea. That either. I didn't and know she that goes, until I read. Uh, oh, Mavericks off the market. She's like, what do you mean? Always oh, clearly in love with you. I'm like, I don't get that at all. No, <laughs> I I could see why they're attracted to each other and they sleep together. They're two yeah. good looking people. Yeah, but I'm like, you guys don't seem in love at all. And I don't think that was uh, necessarily a writing thing. I mean, there wasn't anything special about the writing of the love story. No. But it's pretty standard, pretty straightforward. And if there's chemistry there, I can buy it. I didn't really buy it. And I think it was just because no, they didn't have a relationship together. The, both no. the act, There's nothing wrong with the acting on either side. They're fine. But, but there's also some very clunky dialogue that falls flat. Uh, and it also, I do blame them as actors when it comes to certain things like that. So after yeah. when he has his bitch fit, when she criticizes his flying, and she calls him a genius, and I can't let yeah, them but know that like, you fell for I me. I can't I let fell. them know that you, that I that I fall that I have fallen for you. And I'm yeah. like, no one talks. Like that's that. true. That's a stupid lie. You're right. No that's, one really that's talks like not that. good. Writing. And like, and not only that, but 
if you're going to say that line, try to sell that. And she, it's almost like she knew it's a fucking shitty line. It's like, yeah, I'm just right. going to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking kiss me, Tom. Let's just get to the kiss. Right, And then right. let's get to take my breath away. And by the way, that scene, they are fucking tonguing each other. Oh, yeah. They're going hard. Bro. I'm like, that is not a movie kiss. Yeah. Like, do they really bang on set? Because that is. No, you know what that seems like wow. to me? Where it's like, we're, we got to force chemistry. So let's just go for it that here was going and for make it, it happen. That and was, they still didn't have chemistry. I I was actually taken aback by that because I'm not used to watching movies. Even like like gratuitous sex scenes don't have tongue like yeah. that. Oh, they he went it hard was, in her mouth, and so did she. She yeah yeah no they it was fucking ways, yeah. like whoa I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, uh, that to me is just like man we it's almost like they had to prove to themselves we can make this work, and we yeah. just got to go so hard because we don't have chemistry any other way. Yeah, and it still didn't work. No, I said, I'm fine. I, I got that. They were very lustful for each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, you guys are fucking horny, dude. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You're on a base. Like yeah. you've been talking for a while. Like she's the only woman in town, apparently. <laughs> so oh, yeah. They also make sure to say it many, many times that Maverick is a fucking puss hound. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they want to tell us, they want to tell the audience that yo Maverick can he get gets, any yeah, he girl gets he wants it. all the time. Uh, but yeah, it was clunky. I thought the first scene with the karaoke was clunky. Uh, oh, when he, when he sings Righteous sing Brothers? For shit. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, he, I wrote in my notes, so Tom Cruise can't sing, huh? He is a terrible singer. Holy shit. Really he bad. He can't even do karaoke singing. That was really bad. He's really fucking bad. And <laughs> I like this. It, and that's it, a great song, by the way. So yeah, he, it is a great song. Yeah, it's also really sung well, so it's it's even more salient <laughs> when you listen to it. You're like, wow, he, maybe they should have picked a better like a better song that suits his his voice yeah, i don't know they, you, you would think so but obviously that's that song is gonna be carefully chosen you know oh yeah I mean? oh yeah so we got we got a soundtrack to sell yep um yeah that scene was weird and clunky um again the scenes with them are clunky it's just because i find that there's really no chemistry between them yep. even when he goes in season she asks about the mig and stuff it it feels like he's younger than her almost oh yeah i think they were going for that though yeah, yeah. I, I think they're supposed to be a similar age. I felt I always felt watching it that she's older than him. Not much older, but I think like a couple. Of I years don't older. think that's on purpose, dude. I just really? think it comes off that. I way. I yeah. felt that automatically. Like I'm he's like, her she's a little younger older than him. student because he looks tiny. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because also we know Tom Cruise though too, so I don't know how people felt back then. You know, I don't know. If yeah, I don't think people realize he's like five four. Or five yeah, six, now we know. Is. You know, I don't know, but so we have much more awareness now. Is much more exposure to movie stars. I don't know. Yeah, but well, but it's also very noticeable when he's around other guys. That's the thing too. That's an, right. Uh, yeah, I see what you're when saying. When he's around Goose, Goose towers over him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go- well, Goose is, is uh, clearly is this tall guy. Yeah, Goose is probably over six foot. Yeah, Kilmer's probably like five nine. Yeah, you could tell in the volleyball scene too with the wide shots Can we where talk he's. About the volleyball scene? You know, let's talk about it. Uh, but yeah, you could tell in the wide shots in the volleyball scene that he's pretty slight. Sh- he's a slight sig- man. Significantly shorter than yeah. the other guys. But the volleyball scene, it's funny. You know, everyone talks about it's the gay homoerotic volleyball scene. Yeah. I didn't find it. Well, first off, it's a very short scene. I think it's because they're all oiled. Yeah, they're and trying they're to all, make them look muscular. Every Everyone is got six-pack abs and the muscles. Except for Goose, who's in a shirt. So I yeah, guess Goose, he's, this, I he's guess, a skinny man. I guess Goose has a little bit of a tummy. Yeah, yeah. 
and he did not want to get in shape with the film. He's like, fuck that. This is a different time, man. I'm what? not getting juiced up. And, uh... He probably had like eight days to get ready for the role. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. all right, I'll grow this mustache out, and that's about it. Right, and you put a sleeveless shirt on me. Yeah. But that's the best I'm going to do. We're not selling me. We're selling Tom, Val, right. and the fucking Adonis with Val. Well, clearly, clearly, that's the thing. They chose goose like he's a homely kind of looking dude he's just yeah, a regular he's, looking he's guy. the comic relief i guess really of this film yeah and a little he's bit. the fun sidekick he's the fun sidekick. he's the fun sidekick who then uh, serves a plot device yes <laughs> which we will get it we'll talk about too but uh obviously because that's the climax of the film um but that scene i i mean i thought the shower the scenes in the lockers where they're fighting were much more homoerotic what do you mean where they're all in oh. the underwear and shit yeah just talking arguing looking at their shirtless. john ham yeah, dick shirtless in the locker room talking and arguing. <laughs> that to me was much more homoerotic than the volleyball scene. <laughs> I was telling about- Volleyball scene was just, uh, yeah, it was just, it was corny. It oh, it was very corny. corny. And then it's you had corny the, scene. Yeah, the music, I don't know why it's, I guess it's why it's so famous. Um, you know, just everyone uh, slapping their asses. And yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was a little disappointed. I think I it has it not like earned gay. its fame. No, I, that, I wish it was gayer. Yeah. Would have been a funner scene. I didn't find it like gay. that's what I'm saying. It was just. It was I think just it's so... just it's just attractive men playing volleyball, oiled yeah. up, and it wasn't to sell to gay people. It was sell to women, right? That that whole scene's to sell to women. And you know what's funny? That's true, actually. You know what's funny too is this is another scene where uh, they don't really let Maverick win because he wins the game. Yeah. But then Goose mentions that they're evened up. Yeah. Correct. And he's so, like, well, I got to go. go. I got to go date. see uh, Charlotte, and I'm going to ask her weirdly, can I take a shower in her place? Yeah, I know. I'm going to get all sweaty, <laughs> and she's yeah, I do mind. That was a strange thing. The, again, it's but... almost like he was asking like his mom's friend. Yeah. Hey, Miss whatever. <laughs> Miss Kelly, can I take a shower in your place? <laughs> no, you can't. Tell me about the MIG. <laughs> I also liked her code name, Charlie, for Charlotte. That's really original. Yeah, everyone has Maverick, <laughs> Goose, Merlin, Viper, Jester, Jester Hollywood. Uh, we're just gonna go with the regular nickname for the name. Yeah, that's fun. Whatever. She doesn't get the. She doesn't get to get it on the phone. It's like Chris. The of he's the. He's your professor. Co. No, Christopher. Codename Chris. Right. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Thank yeah. you for telling me. Thanks, Maverick. Thanks, Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching the volleyball scene, though, I was thinking of Meet the Parents. About how Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller's oh uh, yeah, I'd say how they keep calling each other you know Maverick that, and Iceman. You know that's that movie is the reason I know Goose died. If it wasn't for yeah. that film, I would not have known Goose died. Yeah, yeah. Because he was like, I'm gonna be Goose. She's like, you can't be. By Goose, the way, he dies. in the sequel, Miles Teller is Goose's son. I, so I didn't look. He that, also has the same mustache. So this is why I didn't look it up. So you did kind of spoil it for me. I mean, who cares? But uh, I was I was watching it, yeah. and I'm like, this guy looks like Miles Teller. I'm like, I bet they cast him as his son. Yeah. So that I completely guessed that. My sister that strangely sense. said to me the other day on my at her birthday, she was like, I think Miles Teller's cute. And I'm like, that is a weird dude. Thing. You know how many he's he's become uh, he's the women became thirsty for Miles Teller with this oh, movie. Oh, I've talked to I was at a party. Which is strange. I, I don't a, find him to be attractive. I was at a cousin's birthday party last week. We were talking about Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's why I ended up texting you. Okay. I was like, let's do Top Gun. Mm-hmm. And there were three girls at the table all said, oh, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a Miles Teller fan. I don't, I don't think he's hot. I don't understand it I at d- all. Because he's on fucking screen, dude. 
This is what but he it's also proves. got, and he also got jacked for this movie. Yeah, he took a bunch of steroids. Yeah, That's fine. Which is fine. But they, these, the women I talked to hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. Oh no, he's become, like, oh no, we're looking forward. He became to it. like a TikTok trending like thirst trap for women, and I am shocked. This by is that. like this is fucking Hollywood propaganda nonsense. Listen, there's nothing wrong for a guy with who it. hasn't been in a movie in four years. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't want to hate on anybody's looks. Nothing wrong with the kid. No, he's a regular he's looking a guy. Regular looking guy. Go, he ain't Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's he's good looking. Whatever. Let's say that. He's not hot. Oh, yeah. Okay? Let's not throw that word around. No. We can't just throw that word around. Yeah, we can't. Okay? We can't. Brad Pitt is hot. Brad Pitt's hot. Even young Tom Cruise. Tom I mean, Cruise young Tom too, Cruise is good looking. He's tiny, but he's very good looking. Very handsome face. You know, John Hamm is Val, hot. Val Kilmer Val Kilmer's Young Val hot. Kilmer's hot. Yeah. Miles Teller is not hot. No. I'm sorry. I don't no. care. And how it's much not even, even that manly hot. You feed social media. That's what I'm saying. You know, because Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise, you could say, are like pretty boyish. Miles Teller's just a regular guy to me. Yeah, like a regular, and he's okay not a, looking guy. There's nothing a, wrong with he's that. Nothing wrong with the but dude. He's not exactly Sean Connery either. No, you know dude. what I mean? That, yeah, he doesn't even have that masculine kind exactly. of exactly correct. Like the Sean Connery, John Hamm thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's a man. Yeah, he doesn't, he have, doesn't have He doesn't that. have any of that. No. I, I'm like, this is propaganda, bro. Yeah. You've been brainwashed. Yeah. <laughs> this is like Kim Jong-il getting 18 holes in one, hole in ones on the golf course. This is Hollywood. This is his PR team. The guy's clearly got a great team, and they're, <laughs> and Hollywood is feeding him to us as a sex symbol. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah. To sell tickets and to help his career. Whatever, do and your it thing. worked. I'm just, it works. I'm just pointed out. It's propaganda. Yeah. You put a guy on screen. He's a movie star. Automatically, to women, he becomes more attractive. Okay. Fine. I agree. Makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Ain't hot though. <laughs> no, not hot. So, <laughs> anyway, plays the son. That makes sense. Yeah. I because I was like, this guy looks like him, and then they had the scene where they had the son on the piano, on the piano when he's playing. So Jerry I wonder Lewis. how old he's supposed to because the son looks like he's like Let's three. See, yeah. I mean, Miles Teller's uh, 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 just around our age, so like he would be yeah. just around that age. He'd only have to be a, a few years older in the film for it mm-hmm. to make sense, uh, which is pretty lucky that they show a son in that scene. Yeah. Don't even really acknowledge him, but he's there. He's yep. Goose's kid. He's there. And now it's like, oh, that's a great opportunity. The kid's a plot device for Goose. Yeah. Who's a plot device for uh, Maverick. Maverick, yeah. You know. So let's talk about that climax. Sure. So uh, they're having basically like one last test. It's the last test to find out who's going to be the top gun of the top gun. Yeah. And Iceman's in the lead. Yep. But they do they just they outright state or it's understood that uh, if Maverick wins this, him and Goose can Ma- overtake him. Yeah, they him. said Maverick is two points behind. Okay. Yeah. And they go through the whole thing. It's whatever scene. I mean, this is one of my criticisms. So what happens too. is that they Ice, showed this kind of scene over and over. Iceman and, has a bit of ego, and that's what causes the whole thing. Also, so uh-huh. Iceman won't leave his. He wants to do the kill because he wants to win. Yeah. So he won't leave, even though Maverick has the easier shot if he just moved away. Right. So he moves late because he doesn't have the shot. Causes the uh, jet wash, which then causes Maverick to lose control of his plane. Right. Well, the plane gets in the jet wash and it's yeah. not able to recover because Correct. of a malfunction. Yeah. So, I he mean, there's these circumstances where I thought they're going to make it like he's going to blame Iceman. Yeah, that's what, he, when I originally saw it. That's, that's what, what I, I thought. thought. They don't do that at all. They don't do that at all. And it's just having and I and, oh, again, I, I speculate things like this a lot, <laughs> but almost in the writing where they're like, should we have him blame Iceman? No, no. He's got to go through. No, 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 forget that. Let's have him blame himself because he's got to go through his uh, 
Yeah, he you know, he his, winds uh, up Jimmy Cartering himself and having a crisis in confidence. Yes, exactly. Really late in the movie, which is a problem with this yeah. script. So, yeah. <sighs> so basically, he blames himself. Well, basically, what happens? What, what happens? It goes out of control. Yeah. Iceman uh, Goose hits the ejection. Yeah. So there's two failures actually. He hits the ejection, and the canopy didn't break off in time. Correct. And so Goose, as he ejects, he slams his head in the canopy. Correct. Yeah. Which seems to kill him instantly. I would think in real life. That and would. then he hits the water and Cruz is able to parachute to safety. Yeah. Blames himself. Crisis of confidence. Viper keeps saying, oh, send him there too. Uh, he's about, he's going to leave and quit flight school, quit being a pilot and not even graduate. Even though it, after that mission, he graduated. Like he's already graduated. He just has yeah. to walk down the aisle. Yeah. He's got to walk the ceremony. Yeah, wearing his uh, faggoty white uniforms from A Few Good Men. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, it's the same uniform, actually. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're both in the Navy in both films, right? right? That's probably how he got the role. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So he's like, ah, what do I do? I'm leaving. <laughs> Doesn't need, say goodbye. I need to go on my motorcycle. Yeah, he goes on a motorcycle, is going to leave, is going to take a ticket to Nowheresville. I he's don't know. drinking water at a bar. Can't yeah. trust that. <laughs> yeah. Can't trust a man that does that. Yeah. Uh, and what's her name shows up. Yeah, that's the thing. So everyone is constantly trying to prop up Maverick for these next uh, 15 minutes. It's a, it is a cacophony of we're going to have – we need first – Incessant uh, praise. Yes. We need Iceman to first say, listen, uh, Goose was a really good man. Uh, I'm sorry about what happened. So, okay, Good. Jeff. Yeah, that makes sense. Need, yeah, we still need you to fly. Okay, great. We constantly hear Viper telling Jester, "Get his ass up there, son. We need yeah. we need him up there." Okay, a few more days. Uh, you know, it's it's still early on him. We need to get him up there. He, uh-huh. we have Charlie have speak to him for that five minute scene at the bar where she's like, "Uh, you, you learned how to quit here." This well, is what also you learned. Well, it was also, it was more specific than that. She was like, "You were gonna leave without saying goodbye." Yeah, I thought we were in love. Not only that she's leaving and we don't even know where she's leaving to. No, it just comes. It just springs oh, yeah. out of nowhere. He says, oh, I heard you got the job. Yeah. Which happens off screen. Yeah. Which we never knew that she was uh, having other job proposals. So no, 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 we, no, no, no. She mentions it earlier. She goes, oh, I'm I, don't not, even, I didn't even catch that. No, yeah. She goes, uh, I'm not going to be here for too long. So that was okay. her. That was her. Cause she was like, I don't date students, uh-huh. but she mentioned how she was up for a promotion that was going to get her out oh, okay. of Top Gun. I totally missed that. So that's why that was her rationalization is like why we can date. That, sh- that should have been a little bit more followed. Yeah. A couple yeah. Of times. And she it says comes, it one time. Cause it comes across as that scene comes across as like, Oh, Hey, we just boned. We're in love, but I'm leaving right on a jet plane. Well, they just kind of throw it in there. And once she says it, you know, you know, she's going to get the job. But even when he says, oh, I heard you got that job, there's never a scene for that. It just happens off screen and yeah. he just happens to know. Yeah. So he's about to ba- he's going to abandon her and he's going to quit everything because he <laughs> blames himself for Goose. Yeah. And then they after, have- after we found out through the t- uh, the investigation, they have that board and they're like, he's at no, he's no not responsible. Fault. He's Which, at of no course, fault. he wasn't. No, he wasn't. So it's very forced. This whole confidence thing It's is a little forced, very forced. Uh, and what happens is he goes to the wise old man. Yes. Goes to uh, Viper. Viper. Oh, Vi- also, oh, let's preface it. So we find out about his father. His father flew an F-4 uh, jet yeah. in uh, 
like foreign territory in Nam, I think. Yeah, right. In war, was it in Nam? Yeah. And he disappeared. So his father died, and they didn't have an official cause of death. They said they never recovered it, and he thought it was strange. Yeah. Like the government was hiding something. This is very strange. This, so this whole... that's kind of just thrown in there with her scene we with him. We never go into the mystery of what happened to his father. It's 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 like always like talked about a little bit, but we never yeah. know what's really going on. It's strange in my opinion. So, yeah, that to me kind of came out of left field. And then yeah. now with Viper. Because his father never made a mistake, even though Maverick clearly makes mistakes. Right. Yeah, and every fighter probably makes mistakes, yeah. you know. So, like, you're a child. Yeah. Be a man. Be a grown-up. <laughs> Everyone makes mistakes. No one's perfect, dude. Yeah. But then he goes and speaks with the wise old man Viper who goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I not only did I fly with your father, and you're a lot like your father, and I'm just going to give you everything you need uh, in order to overcome this. I also know how he died. He died saving eight men. Uh, I'm being funny, but, like, he died saving three jets or some shit. Okay. Which yeah. you would think Viper would tell him that, before he yeah. got his friend, you know, he plays himself think that's for his not classified best friend's either. death. Yeah. Why would that be classified? Because, like, they didn't want they didn't want to know there was foreign. That's why I don't think it was Nam. Not exactly the USS Indianapolis. Right. So I don't think it was Nam because they I, wouldn't. I don't I think they would classify the time that. Because they said the 60s. I think it was like it was a foreign entanglement that the neither government wanted to acknowledge in order to avoid instigating a war between them oh okay do you know what i mean that's yeah. how i took it so basically yeah. they were like we have to hide what actually happened because if this ever got out if the media ever got a hold of it then it so could the, the it, reverse it, gulf of Tonk exactly it's the opposite gulf of tonkin we in in our 80s america <laughs> in hollywood we don't like war yeah. we want peace we're the good guys <laughs> america we don't instigate wars peace through strength yes so Viper basically just gives him everything he needs. Goes, oh, yeah, you and your dad are similar. Your dad wasn't perfect. Your dad saved three people. That's how you died. That mystery solved. Uh, you have to decide what you want to do moving forward. See you later. Also, you're the best pilot I've ever met. Exactly. Basically. And he says it during the dogfight when he's actually up there. He's like, God damn, this kid's really good. He's yeah. got some moves. We get it. The audience gets it. Yeah. He's really fucking good. good. I mean, this is, good. this is this is where the hacky writing comes in, where you have to constantly tell your audience how good your hero is. You know what I know? Just show us. Show us. Let us come to that conclusion. Stop stuffing that down our throat. Yeah. It's And this is just a classic movie star action hero trope where – our hero is awesome, and you have to know it at all times. Yes, exactly. He's a virtuoso at everything. Yeah. Which is why I I did appreciate, though, in contrast, that he does fail. Mm -hmm. And he does lose, and he does learn. Because of him. Because of himself, he loses. Right, yeah. exactly. Right? So it's, it's, it's never really It's the external. failings of his hubris and yeah. his arrogance and his insecurity, really, uh, in a lot of ways. So that's all fun. But god damn it i get it god he's damn it maverick he's the best pilot of all time and yeah. best instinctual pilot he's you know the you are Jordan genius of pilots yeah he's brilliant he's genius all this shit um the scene though when he's talking to viper you know what i noticed i noticed uh tom scarrett has beautiful eyes <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i'm watching it this is so weird because i'm a straight male and i'm looking and he's got those, weird he's got those steel blue gray eyes and they just look so kind and beautiful. <laughs> so he's he also has that. Talk about that manly man look. He, yeah, he's, he's a manly man look. He's got the manly. He's. he's I don't like the guile Street Fighter flat top though. No, but they Not had a fan to, of that. But they had to make him look. He's from military. The Navy, military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he kind of looks. He looks like. 
a 75% version of like Chris, Chris Christopherson in this movie to me. He does look like Chris Christopherson. Yeah. He looks a lot like Chris Christopherson in Alien. I mean, yeah. they, they look like they could be brothers. I agree. When he's got a beard and he's got yeah. Chris Christopherson's hair, looks just like him. I agree. But that uh, was like when I was, I'm like, man, this guy's eyes. Very, very nice. Yeah. He would sell me if he was telling me, hey, it's going to be okay, kid. Right. Like, oh, I believe that man. Yeah, he does. He's a he's a handsome man, and he's got that he's got that old school military look. Yeah, he's not Miles Teller. No, he's, he's got he's, not Miles he's got Teller. the rugged he's man. Not Tom Cruise, and he ain't really Val Kilmer either. No, Kilmer's a little more rugged than Cruise, but yeah, more pretty, more on the pretty boy side, except for the frosted hair. Yeah, Wait, is that his natural hair color? I don't know, but it, I don't. The hair is very blonde. Really... He actually looks like Guile. He does. A little bit. He's like a, well, a guy's skinnier brother. Not only that, uh, when she when Charlie is wearing the hat in the elevator with the thing, she looks like uh, fucking Sonya Blade to me. Oh, she does. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. What is this coincidence there? Did they use those characters well, it, or inspiration at all? It wouldn't shock me. Yeah. So, yeah, so he has this crisis of confidence. And then... That doesn't last that long. Well, he goes to... They go to the graduation. They're like, where's yep. Maverick? Oh, I don't know if he's going to show. And he shows up at the party after. Just that just just have him go to the graduation. Just, just have him go. Just <laughs> yeah. have him go to the graduation. Yeah. So he didn't go to the graduation, but he went to the graduation party. Yeah. Whatever. So he goes to the graduation <laughs> party, gets his orders. So now, yeah, they're gonna go into action. Yep. Uh, Real quick too. We only have twenty four hours, guys. We gotta go to the yeah. Indian Ocean. We're going to the Indian Ocean right now. A naval ship is stalled in the Indian Ocean. We are doing a rescue mission, and we need fighter pilots to make sure no funny business happens. Yeah, I guess they ran out of other Top Gun pilots. Everyone's busy. We in need Kuwait, the new in, guys. Uh, Afghanistan. I don't know. Uh, so they send them there, and here is to me. I will say. My favorite part of the film, because this is the best scene in the movie. Okay. My opinion. Okay. I, so basically, they, get, they have a dogfight with the fake Russians. Yeah. and the, Oh, right? by the way, and the commander of the, uh, of the ship is the teacher and principal from Back to the Future. The bald guy. The bald guy? Well, he's yeah. in the beginning, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's that's, that's... You know who he, he reminded me of so much? Yeah. Like, it was like he was doing his best Robert Duvall impression. Okay, I can see that. Like, even if I close my eyes and listen to him, like, he, to me, sounded like Robert Duvall. I thought he did a great job in the film. Very old school, screaming, oh, yeah. angry military man. Chomping on the, on the, on the yeah. cigar. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it, Maverick. Yeah, he's that guy. Son of a bitch, Maverick. Right. You goddamn brilliant son of a bitch. <laughs> if you fuck up, Maverick, you're going to be hauling a cargo plane, drink, bringing dog shit from Hong Kong. Yeah. It's a good line, man. <laughs> it's just every cli- every military cliche in the book all meshed into one character. That's who that guy was. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, so they they have the big dog fight, and this is Maverick is the backup <laughs> fighter pally. He's not the initial, and he's late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original two. Are... So he's the, he's basically their their wingman. So he's he, the they don't, the they only, yeah, they don't get, he doesn't get launched. He's grounded until they feel like they need him. Correct. And this time around, the fake Russian pilots are hostile. They're actively engaging and trying to shoot down these planes. We never yeah. get explained why. Yeah. There is just what happens we now. We don't need to. We don't need to. So they're like, God damn it. We need, <laughs> we need the wingman. Send, Send Maverick. Maverick up there. And right before they do, Iceman goes, listen. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's not personal, but I don't know if Maverick's the best wingman right now. Yeah. 
again, I and he's got a point and whatever. got a couple points, and then he they're just like, uh, we're gonna ignore you, uh, Top Gun of Top Gun. Yeah, and we're gonna go with what we just want to do, right. which is something the military would do. Sure. So they send. Iceman I feel like up. they would take him into account, though. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been but I've prob- been with this guy for eight weeks. I won the competition. Maybe you should listen to me a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Maybe make him the second wingman. <laughs> you know. So they send them all out, and right away they're like, "Holy shit, we're completely defensive right now. They're attacking us. Bogies uh, everywhere. Yeah. There's five of them, or six. Five. Five? Yeah. So they go, God damn it, send Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> so they send Maverick. Uh, he's going to be there in 30 seconds. And actually, and this is a convenient plot device, <laughs> they were going to send two other wingmen yeah. behind him, but the catapult failed. Yeah. And well, he's like, we're, it's going to take 10 minutes. He's screenwriting like, 101, John, we always put obstacles in front yes. of our heroes. That's true. And it works. It works. Sure. A, I'm not criticizing. I'm just stating yep, it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what happens? Maverick has his crisis of confidence in the air. Yep. And he has it in much the same way that Cougar in the very beginning of the movie had it where he got spooked because he was, uh, getting, he thought he was going to get, he thought he was going to get killed. So he can't land and Maverick has to help him. Now Maverick is getting spooked going, I have a crisis of confidence. I don't trust my skills. I'm sweating. It turns out I'm going to get, he abandons them. He actually leaves. Yep. Uh, and Iceman goes, God damn it, I was right. Yeah. And we're going, you were right, Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Goose, talk to me, Goose. And then he just, I guess it happens internally, yeah. which is fine, I guess. He goes, nope, fuck it. I'm going back in. Yep. Let's do it. It would have been- The only thing missing, only thing missing was when he did that, I'm going back in, all of a sudden you hear the riff from Danger Zone. Yes. That is the only thing missing. That's what I thought I was going to get. Missing. That's what I thought I was going to get. I'm glad I didn't. America, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what the scene was. Yes. So the rest of the scene, though, I mean, I'm a sucker for when teams like work together in a movie and it comes together really well. And they're like talking with each other and they're like, you get my back. Okay, I'm going to do this. All right, I'm three. Do this. I'm always a sucker when I see great teamwork like that on screen. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was just a great example of that. It was a really fun dogfight. It worked. You know, Maverick is uh, it, it's all plausible. Maverick doesn't do anything particularly magical. No. He's actually pretty by the book besides like the breaking part. Yeah. Um, the old trick in the book. Yeah. He's constantly communicating with them. Iceman's actually he doing a great job does, as well. He specifically says, I'm not leaving my wingman yeah. Iceman. Right. And they, so they learned from the past because they, they were saying to like, get out of there. And yep. he's like, nope, I'm not leaving. Yeah. That even though was someone's great. Behind you. Yeah. Yep. And. They even give Iceman a bone. They let him shoot down one of the planes. Yep. Iceman's actually ha- telling Maverick what to do at points. Yep. Uh, they're genuinely working together. Yep. And actually the film, I mean, fucking Cruz ends up shooting down three of the bogeys, yeah. but one of them actually misses. Yep. And they don't actually make it so obvious that like, oh, he's clearly the best. He's just the best working with the best. Yeah. And they're all the best. So I love this scene. I got I got chills watching. I'm like, this must have been awesome to watch in theaters. And that's when I was like, I really want to see the second one now. Yeah. Especially because, I, I mean, mean dogfights. He, he does become a little bit of like the Red Baron. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's being a fucking, you know, he's a superhero up there. Yeah. 
but I thought, you know, Ice he needed help. Iceman's he needed help, and Iceman's being a bit of a superhero himself. I, I thought they were all kind of just being awesome up there. Yeah. Um, you know, even when Iceman gets shot and one of the engines is working, and you know they're doing evasive maneuvers. Um, I just thought it was a really satisfying scene. It was a great culmination of the movie. It doesn't really connect mm-hmm. to the Top Gun school, though. No. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry. It obviously it connects to the school because they graduate, but it, it doesn't connect to the plot of the film. So now the film, it kind of just changes where it's this. Now I guess it's the test, right? It's that final test I'm guess of I, Mavericks yeah. of the culmination of Mavericks' uh, journey and what he learned at school. And it's like, can he yeah. actually apply That's this in a That's real world situation? It it's, did he learn? Yeah. And the answer is he did. Yes, he does. And, and he actually becomes a better man and a better pilot from his crisis and his friend's death, really. The problem, though, is that I do. I think it's a problem with the script. His crisis and confidence happened way too late in this movie, and it's resolved way too quickly. Yes, yes, it is. It's it. It's just he that just... stuff should have happened earlier. It doesn't feel like it's earned in a way. You know, I, that's just my opinion. I could, you know, everyone is. No, I. Uh, but I. That's how it's too rushed. Mm-hmm. It happens way too late. He yeah. needs. He needs. There needed to be more of that earlier for it to be like yes, awesome. Instead, it just felt very tacked on. Yes. Well, I'll say it made sense. So I don't want to say it was rushed in the sense where I'm like, how does he just get over it? It makes sense that he just gets over it. It's just not dramatic. It's like the guy had one bad day. It's like any human being is like, fuck, I don't think I could do this. And yeah. then also, a bunch of people tell you like, yes, you can. And then you're like, you know what? Yeah, I can. And you and you kind of pull yourself up and you just go to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it makes sense. I'm just like, yeah, but this isn't dramatic, though. This isn't this isn't anything. The guy just had a crisis of confidence for a couple of days and got over it. Yeah. You know, and he had it in the plane, uh, which to me, I, I and thought you just hear Tim Robbins. God yeah, damn it, Maverick. Get it back in there, Maverick. Right. Come on, Maverick. <laughs> but even when he's like, talk to me, Goose. Talk to me. You would think there'd be some... I don't know. I, I mean, it would have been dumb to have like Goose's ghost or some dumb shit. Well, or no. Maybe he, looked at, he looked at he looked his, the dog He tag. looked at Goose's dog tags and uh, his father's dog tags. Right. No, I understand. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, but that's he's rubbing it, saying, talk to me, Goose. And he's yeah. just... I don't know. I, I guess... Uh, what do you do? But just the switch... Maybe you hear the... Again, fir- just Maybe happens. you hear the piano keys to Great Balls of Fire. Right. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm singing. Yeah. singing karaoke. Uh, so you're right. It's not really earned. Yeah. But not much is earned in this film. It's just shit happening. Just a, I, I don't want to say fun. shit happening, it's but it, it's a fun movie. You know, we're hitting, we're hitting the beats. Tom Cruise a star. Yes, which it did. Which it did. This... Uh, this is people talk about risky business and it was his first movie, but after risky business, he actually did a lot of supporting roles. Yeah, he was in um, the Outsiders. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of stuff like that. This is the movie that made him the A list star that he is still today, almost forty years later. Right. This yeah. is the movie, and uh, you know you got to commend. I did not know that this was a Don Simpson Jerry Bruckheimer film. Oh, I didn't either. I was very I didn't surprised either. by that. Um. I knew Tony Scott directed it. Yeah, I knew that too. Um, you know, so kudos to the, really all of them for realizing. Listen, Tom Cruise has that uh, movie star quality. Let's let's yeah. roll with this. So uh, that this movie is a vehicle for him, and 
I don't really think anyone else. I uh, I understand no. Val Kilmer had his career after this, but this movie was really meant for Tom Cruise. Yeah, and even the you know the female, you know, uh, what's her name again? Kelly McGillis. Uh, Kelly McGillis. Uh, you know, we, we we say it now like it wasn't a star vehicle for her, but if she became a star, you know, we, we I wouldn't have been would shocked. Be saying that. Yeah, exactly. No. So. Not at all. And Meg Ryan went on to become a star, a huge star. Yeah. When did she become a star? I thought. Um, I would say probably when Harry when Harry met Sally. So that was a couple years after this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same uh, thing with Kilmer. Really, Kilmer was yeah. in the '90s, I guess, when he became a star. Star. Right. Right. I mean, he was never as. And Tim Robbins, Cruise, obviously. And Tom, Tim Robbins. Well, Tim Robbins is like almost an extra in this film. I mean, this yeah. is like where he got his career started. I had no yeah. idea that was Tim Robbins until yeah. he took off the helmet. And then he. Uh, like, yeah, that was jarring. His, his breakout role was two years later with Bull Durham. Bull Durham, yeah. Yeah. It would have been funny if his nickname was Nuke. Yeah. In this movie. <laughs> I would have liked that. That would have worked. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but I, I got to say, that last dogfight, I really enjoyed that scene. That's really a scene fun. I would go back and watch again. Really fun. The and stakes are there. The yeah. relationships are there. The character development, even though the the this would have started a world war earned. but okay yes if this if it's we're going with your theory of russia world war three happened yes for movie. sure um <laughs> and that's what happens at the end right they deny anything ever happened no doesn't he say your name is going to be on the front page of every english speaking no no no. but the other government denies oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah correct correct right yeah 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 which you would think the u.s would want to deny it too but ooh, let's not get into that yeah uh, let's not get into geopolitics. It's, That's it's, not what this movie's about. Gun. Right. <laughs> and it ends with him being like, well, where do you want to go? You got your choice of, uh, you know, your your pick of the litter, mm-hmm. where you want to be. And he goes, oh, I'm thinking about becoming a drill instructor. Which is that what it's about? For the sequel. Is that what happens in the sequel? Is he a drill instructor? I think he's essentially Viper, yeah. Okay. In, in the sequel. So that actually makes sense, of watching course. the trailer of the sequel, where I'm like, oh, that's why he's still doing this shit. Because yeah. he's a drill instructor, and he yeah. still flies, and... All that stuff. Um, I still make. I still like to make fun of that trailer though, because it's it's a corny it's, trailer. It's corny as shit, bro. It's a corny trailer. <laughs> Let's just say that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's shocking. We've said it a couple times, but it is. Yeah. But watching this film, I'm just, you know, it also makes sense to me where I'm like, yeah, in 1986, with the technology we had and special effects and uh, big set pieces and planes and and or even just military technology. Yeah. You know what I mean? I. I can easily imagine why the sequel would be a really great update where I'm like, we could, they could do a lot more shit now on screen and it'll be a lot more fun to watch. Cause you could, you could kind of see the limits of the dog fighting in 1986. Yeah. I do commend them for using real, you know, I do commend Tony Scott, how they filmed it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Even as you're watching it, how they filmed it, uh, the, like the mise-en-scene, really makes sense you i did i was never like confused on how the dog fighting worked no i mean it was filmed very yeah, well it was it was uh, yeah it wasn't just shit so, happening there exactly was... there was a point to it everything made sense yes so i i do commend that uh it, it was, it's it was sequential really well. you can follow correct. it you're able to follow it correct which I is agree. not true of there's plenty of action movies where even just in regular fight things scenes you happening. can't things are just happening we're just yeah. doing quick edits and hopefully you won't notice because you're a dumb audience yeah you know and they don't do that. They don't. They don't uh, take the audience for uh, fools, mm-hmm. at least in the in the action scenes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were you know pretty standard fare. And then it ends right. with we need to f- finish the love story. 
Yes. And that's where, uh, the, as good as the physics of the fighting worked, uh, the physics of this scene did not work because the jukebox is in front of him to the left. Is the archway. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice this, but uh, you would. We see a hand put a coin in the jukebox, and it's the Righteous Brothers playing it again. So we're like, oh, wow. He thinks this is just happenstance where they're going to play You Lost That Love and Feeling. And you know what I took it as? Gonna, you know what's funny? What? You know what I took it as? Yeah. The, like the song just came on. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, they're doing like gooses in the room. Okay. And he's basically with Cruz after his success. And it's like, hey, brother, I'm with you. Uh, That's no, what I, I took it as. No, I, I was like, this is this, and is, I, this is Charlotte. <laughs> but this is this is what I'm saying. And maybe I, you call me stupid. I'm just saying, like, him and Charlotte don't work together. <laughs> I didn't think it was Charlotte. I didn't think uh, they'd bring her back because I'm like, ah, that's done. Well, now it's about him and Goose. Yeah, no, no, no. But it wasn't. I just uh, I thought it was sort of like a mystical, quasi mystical, like, uh, oh, that's me. You're yeah. up there, buddy. So kind of thing. Yeah, so it's in front of him. There's the archway. He's like, like he's got his drink, he's his beer. He's walking out. And he's smiling a little bit, like yeah, you know, that was a good time with her. Yeah. And uh, she somehow winds up behind him. Yeah. <laughs> for the reveal Maybe that's she snuck her. Up. Maybe she snuck up. That is, it's, it's impossible, but okay. <laughs> and all of a sudden, that's when they start relating uh, the dialogue when they first met when he sings her the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And. That's- they just look at each other, and you're like, "Okay, they're gonna fucking have babies in relationship." And then whatever, and they end with uh, the credits rolling to the Righteous Brothers. Yeah, and that's that. That is that. Which is how you end a Hollywood film. You got to end it on the romance. I have no coming back problem together. with it, uh, other than actually how it was blocked. Well, also but. they have that shot of him and her looking at each other from profile. Yeah, and Cruz has an inch on her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so she was she, she was probably much further away from the camera when they did. No, that. no, he was standing on a, on three crates. Oh, it's, oh that it's like three from, crates. No, that's what he was. It was like from the chest up. Oh yeah, you yeah, know. you're right, you're right. Standing yeah. on three crates. So that must have been weird. That's what I'm saying. That had to have affected the acting between them. She said it. You she know? said it. Yeah. yeah, like it affected things. Yeah. Like it was. It, that's no one's. Well, it's just you know. She talked about how she. There were scenes where she had. You, you, the people can't see this, but she's slouching like this. <laughs> she has to be in character, like, like I love you. That's not a natural stance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. No, that, yeah, that is. That's bizarre. That has to affect the actors. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, okay. Listen, fun movie, kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, I did think it got better as it went along. That's another. That's another thing I'll say too. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it took me a couple start and stops, but. Uh, as I got to know the characters more and he's actually going through a crisis and he's actually failing and he actually has to learn. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, Oh, there's a lot of seeds here that could pay off. And, uh, they do in their eighties Hollywood way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's you're, you're right. The crisis isn't really, uh, resolving itself. Uh, isn't, I, w- I won't say that it's not earned. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I just think it's more, it's just not dramatic. Yeah. Like it makes sense that he would just get over it. Cause yeah. he's a, tough fighter pilot in the military in the military in a high stakes situation yeah uh but it's just um it's just not dramatic it just happens you're right it should if you really wanted to make that an integral part of the story and the climactic uh character building that it's supposed to be it should have happened earlier in the film yep yeah uh but 
whatever and, and not just solve it by having every character in the film talk about yeah, about how great, how great a pilot he is and yeah. he has to learn and also give the whole mystery of the dad away and actually i've known this the whole time i just never told you until you your best friend died yep uh to make you feel better but uh other than that it'd be funny if viper was like had his hands crossed his fingers crossed when he was telling yeah. him that story <laughs> yeah like, like he just totally lied like it was just him. like a psychological way <laughs> yeah. of getting him back in the field like i know how to, i know how to lead my like, men yeah like what if uh maverick said well can i see the file uh sir that's still classified <laughs> son uh, I can't give that Just to you. Trust Take me, my word for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what what score would you give this? I'm gonna give this a 57. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It, it was a fun movie uh, that I audibly laughed many times because it was very corny and I just found it funny. Um, but I think it was a fun time. Yeah, it's fun. I'm giving it a 61. That's fine. Yeah. I thought the critics were too harsh on it. It had a 55. I think it's a little too harsh. I think there's a part of why the I want to reserve complete judgment obviously uh when we see the sequel cuz it probably is pretty good. But yeah. I think there might be some nostalgia uh coming into the reviews. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is I No, for the for the sequel. Oh, I see. Why I see. the next one is getting such great reviews? Yeah, for sure. There's no better drug other than religion, than nostalgia, right? So I think uh, I I do think it will. I'll probably like it more than this. But like the ninety percent Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know if it's gonna be that good. Well, listen, I, everyone I talk to, I mean, even critics are like, listen, this is just a throwback action movie. Yeah, and they just don't have those anymore. No. So even on a no, this was a level, Jerry it, Bruckheimer it film. Out. Yeah. Um, but I'll reserve judgment. Obviously, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this original one. Should have gone higher than 55, I yeah. think. It's a fun movie, especially in the context of what it was aiming to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not. it wasn't looking to uh, break any new ground. No. It was looking to make money and make a star. And yeah. it accomplished and it both in fucking spades. Yeah, flying colors. So. Passed that with flying. Pla- passed that Top Gun test yep. with flying colors. Yeah, that the plaque is on the wall. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else? Nah, that's about it. I guess go. Uh, this if you want to see the original, it's, it's on, on Paramount Plus and Amazon. Yep. Yep. Um. Uh. Okay. So. Uh. This will be coming out probably Saturday, so tomorrow. Uh. So there's gonna be a quick turnaround for the next episode. I have a question. Do you have uh the Peacock app? Yeah, I do. Okay. So next, so next episode, we will be doing. We will be doing Mamma Mia. Oh God, why? What do you think? Oh, because we're going to Greece. Yeah, and, you're, and why else? <sighs> Getting married. Okay. <laughs> so we're skipping Leon completely, I guess. No, we'll do Leon when you get back from your honeymoon. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I wanted to do Mamma Mia before you we went away. Oh, it's going to be painful. Okay. So it's it's everything you there's, – there's things you like in it, and then it's a musical, and you're going to – there's going to be things I think you like in it. Yeah. I won't, Listen, I don't but despise there's, musicals. I just don't – I'm just but there's, a big fan. But there's things in it that are fucking – it's like Top Gun where it's corny as fuck. Right. Uh, all right. Let's do it. Next week, Mamma Mia. Never let me go. Sure. <laughs> Bye. Bye.